In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We say our memory verse. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 9. And our psalm. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. In the company of the upright, in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord. Full of splendor and majesty is his work. And his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wondrous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works. In giving them the inheritance of the nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. They are established forever and ever. To be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. He sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. And our psalm for this day is Psalm 16. Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. As for the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. The sorrows of those who run after another God shall multiply. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my life. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the right also my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me. Therefore, my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol. Or let your holy one see corruption. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. 
The first reading today and the reading for catechesis is from Daniel chapter 6. It pleased Darius to set over the whole kingdom 120 satraps to be over the whole kingdom, and over these three governors of whom Daniel was one, that the satraps might give account to them so that the king would suffer no loss. Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. So the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find no charge or fault because he was faithful, nor was there any error or fault found in him. Then these men said, We shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. So these governors and satraps thronged before the king and said thus to him, King Darius, live forever. All the governors of the kingdom, the administrators and satraps, the counselors and advisors, have consulted together to to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whoever petitions any god or man for thirty days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing so that it cannot be changed, according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which does not alter. Therefore, King Darius signed the written decree. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home, and in his upper room, With his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom, since early days. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. And they went before the king and spoke concerning the king's decree. Have you not signed a decree that every man who petitions any god or man within thirty days, except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, The thing is true, according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which does not alter. So they answered and said before the king, That Daniel, who is one of the captives from Judah, does not show due regard for you, O king, or for the decree that you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day. And the king, when he heard these words, was greatly displeased with himself, And set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Then these men approached the king and said to the king, Know, O king, that it is the law of the Medes and Persians that no decree or statute which the king established may be changed. So the king gave the command, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. But the king spoke, saying to Daniel, Your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. Then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signet of his lords, that the purpose concerning Daniel may not be changed. Now the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting, and no musicians were brought before him. Also his sleep went from him, Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste to the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. 
the king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lions' mouths so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. Now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no injury whatever was found on him because he believed in his God. And the king gave the command, and they brought those men who had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the den of lions, them, their children, and their wives. And the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces before they ever came to the bottom of the den. There ends the reading. All right. So we haven't been doing questions and answers this week, but uh, we can do it today. So who was the king? Yeah, Darius over the Medes. Um, it's interesting how he became king. That was back in chapter 5. Uh, he became king with an uprising against Belshazzar, and that was the son of Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, God had taken the kingdom away from Nebuchadnezzar, as we heard you know, earlier in Daniel, and then also from his son, Belshazzar. Uh, what was David appointed to be? What is he called there? Verse 2. Daniel was one of the three governors. That's right, governors. And they were overseeing the king's possessions. That's what it means to be a governor. Uh, According to verse 3, what was Darius planning to do? (laughs) This is the source of the jealousy of the other two. That's right. Yeah, Daniel would be appointed over all the king's possession, the whole realm. So the other administrators, of course, want to uh, find some false charge to remove him, right? Uh, Interesting, given this week, what could they not find? Let's look in verse 4 there. They could find no charge or fault. Yeah, sounds familiar, doesn't it? Who else had no fault or corruption in him then? (laughs) Reminds us of Pilate, right? And Jesus before Pilate. Yeah, no fault was found before him. What did the other administrators realize then? This is quite curious at the end of verse 5. I don't think they had to make something up so much as they needed to um, use his own law against him. Right? And they knew that Daniel was faithful uh, in his prayers to God, so use that law against him. Right? Uh, So they made a proposal, of course, and the proposal was that uh, it would be a royal statute, right? Verse 7, that whoever petitions any god or man for 30 days except the king uh, shall be cast into the den of lions. That word petition uh, we use when we talk about the Lord's Prayer. So it's supplication, petition, probably another synonym for that. Intercession. Right? When say someone says, pray for me, that's what they're saying. Petition the Lord on my behalf. So, of course, that puts uh, Darius at least in a similar light as God, right? Yeah. Um, and why would Darius sign such a decree, do you think? He's a king, right? Here, have some power. 
Yeah, so his pride gets the better of him. Um, Daniel responds to the, dec- to the decree, much as, uh, as we've been instructed to do. You must obey God rather than men, right? And so Daniel continues his prayers in his upper room. Notice he does it with his window open towards Jerusalem. Um, and he did it three times a day. Why do you think he prayed toward Jerusalem? Obviously, he's in, in Babylon, right? But why towards Jerusalem? This is actually under the direction of the Lord, I mean, given, I think, by Solomon, that they would pray towards the temple because um, God promised that salvation would come from the temple. Of course, we know who the temple is, yeah? All right. So uh, what accusation was then made against Daniel? It's there in, uh, yeah, in verse 13, right? The decree you have signed, he makes his petition three times a day. Right? So they, it's not a false charge. It's actually 100% true, isn't it? Much like uh, um, he makes himself out to be king, right? Or what was another one? Um, I find no fault in him, right? There was no, they, they had nothing to agree upon as far as accusations. Uh, but the king, interestingly enough, does he immediately condemn Daniel? No. No, he doesn't. He knew he was trapped. Yeah, the king, in verse 14, was greatly displeased with himself and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. This is much like Pilate, who knew that Jesus was innocent and sought ways to release him, um, but finally just capitulates to the crowd. Uh, I guess uh, power always wins out, huh? or at least the threat of a riot. (laughs) Um, And he was bound, of course, to the law as well, and that's finally how they hold him account. The law of the Medes and the Persians, which was, it's here in verse 15, no decree or statute which the king establishes may be changed, right? Um, What, I thought this was interesting too, what did uh, the king say to Daniel before he put him into the lion's den? See that in verse 16. Yeah, your God will deliver you. Uh, That's an interesting statement coming from a pagan king, isn't it? Yeah, very similar to Nebuchadnezzar after after the uh, fiery furnace, right? Um, And we also hear it later from Cyrus. The whole chapter is Cyrus's confession of faith. Like, Cyrus, you're a pagan king. What do you know of faith? Uh, but God saves him. Um, and then, of course, for today, verse 17, you see a, a pretty striking parallel here. They put a stone, and they, in a sense, lay it at the mouth of the den of lions. Seems familiar, doesn't it? Notice it's also sealed. It's sealed by the king with his signet and with the uh, signets of his lords, which reminds us, as we'll hear in a moment, of the stone over Jesus' tomb. Um, now, there are two lions in the Bible. Uh, think of those two lions that are talked about frequently. Old Testament one would be the Lion of Judah, right, which is actually the Christ, is the Savior. And then you have another lion in the New Testament prowling around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour, right? Referring to Satan. Yeah. Uh, Daniel's name means God is judge, Daniel. 
And so why do you think that would be important to the story? God is judge. My word judge is probably a little uh, distracting because we think it only in terms of like um, guilty, right? But, ju- but a judgment can be either not guilty or guilty, right? It's to judge between truth and error, between innocence and fault, right? So God judges Daniel, um, not guilty, right? For his faithfulness, he saves him because of his faithfulness. Uh, what did the king do until the next morning? See that, that there in verse 18. This is also kind of a pious thing, isn't it? That he fasts and he didn't sleep. Keeps vigil, which we'll do this evening. Why did he uh, not go out at the first light of dawn? Or why did he go out at the first light of dawn? Right very early in the morning. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, so the parallels are striking between these texts uh, and our text today and tomorrow, right? That uh, he goes in haste to the tomb, as the women did. And what did they find at the tomb? Jesus was not dead, but he had risen. And what does Darius find? Daniel's not dead, right? But he's alive. Yeah. So the important adjective to describe God here comes from Darius himself, which is pretty curious. It's in verse, uh, verse 20. Daniel, servant of the living God, right? And there's a distinction made between um, all idols are dead gods, right? But the true God is the living God. He listens, he hears, he serves, he gives. In view of uh, the fiery furnace, which we'll hear tonight at the vigil, who do you think this angel or messenger might be in verse 22 that Daniel talks about? <laughs> if you've been, you've been with us on daily prayer for a while, you can probably guess the angel of the Lord. It's the second person of the Trinity. This is Jesus before his incarnation. Uh, also the fiery furnace. Um, there's one like the Son of Man, which we'll hear tonight, one of Jesus' own names. Um, and also you can think of like the, the uh, angel of the Lord that led Joshua and Israel into battle. It's described as a man. So there you go. What's the uh, gospel truth about the last judgment that's being taught here. The gospel is in this text, even in the Old Testament, of course. Those who believe, right, are judged righteous, that is not guilty, and will be raised to eternal life, right? Daniel saved in his life. And of course, much like we'll hear with the fiery furnace this evening, you see it here again, um, the character or the condition of Daniel after he's delivered uh, is described in pretty close detail, right? So Daniel, verse 23, was taken up out of the den and no injury whatever was found on him. Tonight we'll hear about how um, the three young men had no, not even a smell of smoke was on them, right? All right, in the verse 24, uh, what happened to Daniel's accusers? This is the part the kids like to hear. Yeah, they were thrown into the... They, they end up taking Daniel's place. Uh, and they'll be judged, of course, by God as well, here, uh, guilty. And notice it's not just them, but it's also their wives and their children. And uh, the lions do something interesting to them. It's an interesting note, given what we heard last night and yesterday afternoon. The lion broke their bones into pieces. And, of course, with Jesus, 
Not one bone of his body was broken. All right. So uh, what does this teach us then about the last judgment? Right. We have the, the flip side, right? Uh, think of the office of the keys, maybe, where Daniel is judged righteous, but of course the three, or excuse me, uh, the, the other two governors and their families are judged guilty, right, and devoured by eternal death. They join the accuser there. They actually become, in a sense, part of the lion that devours them, which is an interesting thought, right, if that lion is Satan himself. Meditation on the text. God had given Daniel the faith to trust that he was the true judge. It is not the power and might of God that were at the center of Daniel's faith, but the confidence that God is the living God. Apart from the blessed Trinity, there is no real life. Christ, the life, the Lion of Judah, came to do battle with the roaring lion, the devil. By his bitter suffering and death, Jesus has shut up the mouth of the lion. Though Jesus was wounded and sealed up in the tomb, the grave could not contain him because he is our life. He bears the wounds in his hands, the feet, and side, which are the marks of his victory, so that we will be brought forth from the grave with no wounds. For the sake of Christ, the judge has declared us innocent, even as Daniel proclaimed. Daniel never stopped trusting in this declaration of God in spite of his experiences. All right. I'm doing things a little out of order today, but that's okay. Our second reading today is from 1 Peter chapter 3. For it is better if it is the will of God to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh but made alive by the Spirit, by whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison, who formerly were disobedient, when once the divine long-suffering waited, as in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is, eight souls, were saved through water. There is also an antitype which now saves us, baptism, not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God. Angels and authorities and powers having been made subject to him. This is the word. And our passion reading for today is from Matthew chapter 27. Now when evening had come, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who himself had also become a disciple of Jesus. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be given to him. When Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his new tomb, which he had hewn out of the rock, and he rolled a large stone against the door of the tomb and departed. And Mary Magdalene was there, and the other Mary sitting opposite the tomb. On the next day, which followed the day of preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees gathered together to Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember, while he was still alive, how the de that deceiver said, after three days I will rise. Therefore command that the tomb be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away, and say to the people, He has risen from the dead. So the last deception will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard, go your way, 
make it as secure as you know how. And so they went and made the tomb secure, sealing the stone and setting the guard. There ends the reading. Our hymn for this day is, O Darkest Woe. If you need the music, of course you can turn to it. O darkest woe, ye tears forth flow, as earth so sad a wonder. God the Father's only Son now is buried yonder. O sorrow dread, our God is dead. Upon the cross extended, there his love enlivened us as his life was ended. O child of woe, who struck the blow that killed our gracious master, It was I, thy conscience cries, I have wrought disaster. Thy bridegroom dead, God's lamb has bled, Upon thy sin for ever, Pouring out its sinless self, in this vast endeavor. Such innocence, his countenance, a fount of faith undying, worlds on worlds cannot contain, grief at him here lying. O virgin son, what thou hast won is far beyond all telling how our God detested died, hell and devil felling. O Jesus Christ, who sacrificed Thy life for lifeless mortals, be my life in death and bring me to heaven's portals. We stand for our catechism. We say it together. Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, he who rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right, and he will commend you. For he is God's servant to do you good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword for nothing.
He is God's servant, an agent of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Romans 13, verses 1 through 4. We pray. Heavenly Father, give us civil authorities who will serve with integrity and faithfulness for the maintenance of justice, the punishment of evildoers, and for the praise of all those who do well. Grant all Christians faith in your gracious providence so that we might honor the civil authorities and contribute to the common welfare of our nation. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. On this Saturday, we pray for faithfulness to the end, for the renewal of those who are withering in the faith or have fallen away, for pastors as they prepare to administer Christ's holy gifts, and for receptive hearts and minds on the Lord's day. Let us pray to the Lord. We pray for deliverance from all sin, from all error, from all evil, from the crafts and assaults of the devil, from sudden and evil death, from pestilence and famine, from war and bloodshed, from sedition and from rebellion, from lightning and tempest, from all calamity by fire and water, and from everlasting death. Let us pray to the Lord. We pray in thanksgiving with Tom, Ryan, Dylan, and Morgan, who celebrate their birthday. With John, who rejoices in the gift of healing. For those who are ill or receiving treatment, especially Amanda, Tristan, Marcella, Kelsey, Timothy, Sandy, Linda, and Ken, Aaron, Penny, and Janice. Pray for our homebound, Bev, David, Willis, and Janice, and Mickey. The missions and mercy work of the church, Lutheran Heritage Foundation, and Pastor Bloss. Sheboygan County Hispanic Outreach. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, We pray the collect for this day. O God, creator of heaven and earth, grant that as the crucified body of your dear Son was laid in the tomb and rested on this holy Sabbath, so we may await with him the coming of the third day and rise with him to the newness of life who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And our collect for this week. Almighty and everlasting God, you sent your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, to take upon himself our flesh and to suffer death upon the cross. Mercifully grant that we may follow the example of his great humility and patience and be made partakers of his resurrection through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, 
my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen. All right, we sing our hymn of the week one more time. Stricken smitten. Mm, no, it's E, I think. <laughs> Stricken, smitten, and afflicted. See him dying on the tree. Tis the Christ by man rejected. Yes, my soul, tis he, tis he. Tis the long-expected prophet, David's son, yet David's Lord. Proofs I see sufficient of it, is the true and faithful word. Tell me, he who hear him groaning, was there ever grief like his? Friends through fear his cause disowning, foes insulting his distress. Many hands were Raised to wound him, none would intervene to save. But the deepest stroke that pierced him was the stroke that justice gave. Ye who sink of sin but lightly, nor suppose the evil great, Here may view its nature rightly, here its guilt may estimate. Mark the sacrifice appointed, see who bears the awful load. Tis the word the Lord's anointed, Son of man and Son of God. Here we have a firm foundation, here the refuge of the lost. Christ, the rock of our salvation, is the name of which we boast. Lamb of God for sinners wounded, sacrifice to cancel guilt. None shall ever be confounded who on him their hope have built.